Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. I mean, the guy didn't play tonight, but this whole day has been about him. And no one else deserves it. It's Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlets, your Casamigos Big Shot of the Night. The third undrafted QB to win three out of his first four starts. Dan Duggan, who we just had on the fan covering the Giants for the Athletic, put out a tweet saying... I didn't realize this until going back over the game, but Tommy DeVito in the second half went 10 for 11 for 110 yards, one touchdown, no turnovers, five carries, 45 yards, and that lone incompletion was just a throwaway. That's about as perfect as you could be in crunch time of a close game. The kid did it on Monday night with the whole world watching, with his whole family in attendance, With everybody throwing up the pinching hands, everything being about him. He was on Pat McAfee today. Everybody knows about Tommy DeVito now. He's your Casamigos big shot of the night. Uh, Just in case I don't ever get to award him one. Tommy Cutlets, TD, the pride of Don Bosco Prep. Uh, Everybody's proud of you in the New Jersey, New York area. You are the story. And I think the first tweet that I sent out about Tommy DeVito was, Be the story. And, I mean, the story ended up being um, that he wasn't allowed to throw the ball in that game. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that to happen in the Jets game. But now he has really become the the story. I love the story. And I don't want anybody to uh, misinterpret what I'm saying here about the future and about what I feel like the Giants should do. Man, do it. Prove everybody wrong. Keep winning and keep putting out good film. And keep making plays and scoring touchdowns. And then nobody can take anything from you. You can force the Giants to have to really take a a, a look at you. Yeah, October 29th. Tommy DeVito would enter this game. Come on, kid. Be the story. That was the the, uh, Jets-Giants game, man. And I'm telling you, Giants fans, if they do go down there and beat the Saints, because, I mean, the Saints have a... Few good position players, a good defense, and a, and I guess a tough place to play. It used to be tougher, but the Giants can go in there and beat them. They absolutely can go in there and beat them. And if the Eagles continue to stumble now, back to back losses, you've got film and you've got coaches that can look at that film and see what works against them. Hey, 
man coverage, right? Brock Purdy lit him up. Dak Prescott lit him up. Tommy DeVito, when you go play the Eagles, find the man beaters. Wandale Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, maybe Darren Waller will show up for that one. Saquon Barkley, one-on-one, that's a win. And get the ball into the hands of your playmakers. Okay, bear with me. We're going to run through the calls, but I did want to sprinkle some things in that I saw and that I put in my notes. And shout out to Tommy DeVito. I didn't realize he was a Elite 11 guy. Man, I always wish that I got to the Elite 11 level to go to one of those camps. Um, but the Elite 11 put out Tommy DeVito's last three games, 52 of 72. That's a 72.2 completion percentage. He's got just under 600 yards, five TDs, no interceptions, 84 rushing yards, and three wins. I mean, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Tommy, keep getting it. Okay, speaking of numbers don't lie, I mean, there was a 4% chance, I think, last night for the Titans to come back. That was the biggest upset of the NFL season. I mean, they were down 14. You can take two out of the MVP conversation as well. And right now, Tyreek Hill is compromised. He talked about how he went out at halftime and he had the ankle injury. And he told his wife, I guess, during halftime, like, oh, you got to give me a massage uh, when I get home. This this ankle hurts. It's killing me. And she told him, you better get back out there. Her, <laughs> her brother's Kenny Vaccaro, who was a top draft pick out of Texas, who went to the Titans who the the Dolphins lost to last night. She told him, you better get back out there. She's a football chick. She she knows the deal. And he got back out there. He made some plays. But ultimately, the Dolphins take an L, another L. They lost their starting offensive lineman, Connor Williams, former Dallas Cowboy. He suffered a torn ACL. So, I mean, it's a war of attrition. It is survival of the healthiest as we get uh, weeks and weeks. That's why I say the NFL claims that they care about player sa- safety. Why would you add another week to this season for money? You don't care about player safety. Um, that lines up good for the Jets to potentially go to Miami and compete with them. If Zach Wilson is playing like this and he doesn't care, let, let's see it. Speaking of player safety and the NFL, and what the, the NFL is bogus. You hear me use that word specifically to talk about the NFL, hashtag NFL bogus. And there's a lot of bogus storylines and things that happen, like Deshaun Watson getting the largest guaranteed contract after what he was accused of doing before that. But really, the the bogeyness is around watching the game and the flags that are thrown. I was cracking up watching Patrick Mahomes. I was literally laughing. My wife's like, what are you laughing about? Why is that funny to you? (laughs) Because now these bogus refs have got to the reigning MVP, Super Bowl champion, head coach, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes. And this was the year where the NFL leaned all the way into the Swifties and Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs. And they have struggled this year. And back-to-back weeks, they feel victimized by the refs. Mahomes could not take it anymore, slamming his helmet, yelling and screaming. I'm sure he got fined. He apologized. He said he should have kept his composure. But, man... The NFL is bogus. You see it. I should have wrote down all of the different bogus uh, calls or no calls or things that we didn't see. Even in the Giants game, there's things that they got to review and look at. When, on the punt, when the punt hit him, they, like, you didn't see the ball hit the player. You're on the field. Like, <laughs> how are you on the field and you, you're like missing these calls? The refs don't know what to call, man. The, the unfortunate thing is that they're going to cost somebody um, in a game. And I think... You know, I, I gotta, I gotta go back to it, but I'm not really like deep in it because I just know the NFL is is bogus. It, it's, it's standard. Um, the no call on the Giants punt, the Patrick Mahomes, the offsides on Kadarius Tony, where there's a video that shows him checking, 
but nobody said anything to him, and then that cost him the game. Uh, one's on the clock. I, I got to actually compile all of these. That's how I'm going to put in my notes. Hey, every time you see something, put NFL bogus from uh, a horse collar on Josh Allen to a hold on Stefan Diggs. There's just so many calls and no calls. It's like the refs don't know what to call. They don't know when catches are completed or not. Oh, there was a play where I think in the Dolphins game it wasn't really a catch, but they ran and snapped the ball and moved it forward. I'm like, that's bogus. That's not real football. That didn't actually happen. That didn't actually count. But, yeah, the NFL is bogus. Um, and uh, what I did see is the NFL playoffs, the NBC, NBC is unexpectedly removing Al Michaels from NFL playoff coverage. NBC's two teams will consist of regular Sunday night football broadcasters Mike Tirico and Chris Collins and college football broadcasters Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge. Um, and shout out to Noah Eagle. He's calling the Nets games too. I appreciate that nepotism. I used to not appreciate nepotism before I had a son. I used to definitely be jealous. Like, man, I wish somebody could help me out. Now I have a son. I completely getting. I, I completely get it. Um, you know, getting your son an opportunity or bringing him up in your profession or, you know, handing over your company or business to him. Uh, I, I love to see that. But that's tough for Al Michaels. I just think the narrative has been out from Amazon Prime Thursday night football games that, you know, it's past his time or the game is passing by and uh, he's not, you know, really great on the call and they're not going to put him on NFL games. All right, let's see. Other than that, um, it's up on you guys. I mean, open mic for the next 40 minutes until my show is over. We're talking Yankees offseason. Yamamoto, we're still waiting on. I really think he goes to the Dodgers. Um, I've sprinkled enough stuff out there. Let's get back to the phones. Rick in Philadelphia, thanks for holding. You're on the fan. Uh, hello, Keith. It's so great to uh, talk uh, baseball in the middle of the summer. Yeah, we should because uh, it's, it's New York. It's a baseball town. We can dream on the playoffs for the Giants and all these other things, but at least now, you know, with the Yankees, and I think the, the Mets will strike soon. You know, we can get optimistic about this upcoming baseball season. Okay, I was thinking with the I was thinking with the Yankees, and when spring training comes, I think Boone should use uh, Volpe as the leadoff hitter because I don't think Lemay who has the pop anymore. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I think in the projected lineups, they're putting Lemayu there because he did have a better second half with Sean Casey. He has the experience, but I don't think he's a leadoff hitter anymore. He definitely doesn't have the speed. Volpe does, and I and I, you know, we were talking about Volpe tonight. I really believe he'll take a step forward. The kid faced major league pitching for the first time last year. He barely played in AAA, but I, I think he's seasoned now. And I think that give it a month or two if they start with DJ and Volpe's hitting. At the nine spot or low in the order, they'll have no choice but to move him up there. And what do you think about Verdugo? Do you think uh, he'll be able to really make a difference and help out the team? I think if he buys in, I think if he looks around and sees all the talent, if he understands the Yankee way, that, listen, it's not about you. Your name's not on the back of the jersey. It's about winning 28. It's about coming here and being a good ball player. Yeah, when you look at the back of his baseball card, he fits the need. But uh, when you actually look at him as a player, as a personality, as uh, the guy that's been benched, the guy that they didn't want in the clubhouse, if he brings that over here, he's not going to succeed. And they can move on from him. There's going to be other options. Dominguez will be back in June or July. Trent Grisham exists. Uh, but I think if he buys in, he's going to be that left-handed bat that can get you a single, get you a double, hit for average. And then he's got experience playing in left field, being with the Boston Red Sox the last couple of years. I'm excited and, to see uh, what he is. What's his status? Is he a free agent after this year, or does he have a few years ago? Yeah, on his I think contract? this is just a one-year thing for for him too. Um, I think this is just a guy that the Yankees were looking at, 
and uh, he's got one year, you know, to prove it here, and maybe they bring him back. But I don't even think they're looking at that. I think they were just looking at a way to upgrade and um, a, a, way, a way to upgrade without spending that much money. Thanks for the call, Rick. That just made me think of something else I wanted to mention. Jung Hoo Lee. From the KBO, who I think we talked about as a potential left field option for the Yankees, an outfielder, left-handed hitting outfielder. He signed with the Giants for six years, $113 million. Coming over from Korea, they're going to pay this guy close to $19 million a year. No thanks for the New York Yankees. The Yankees make a trade where they send Richard Fitz, Greg Weiser, and I don't even remember the other guy's name, away for Alex Verdugo, and then they send... Uh, a couple more characters away for Trent Grisham and Juan Soto. Boom, you have a different outfield. You have Judge out there, obviously. They're planning on him playing center. I think if John Carlos Stanton is actually working out and training like they say, he could be somebody that plays right field every once in a while. We'll see what happens with Everson Pereira, Oswaldo Cabrera. If they do bring IKF back, he could be an option. But I, I just want to go bigger than that. We, we shall see. Ryan in Washington Township. What's up, man? You're on the fan. Hey, what's going on, bro? What's up? What's up? Um, so, I, you know, I really want to talk Yanks, but this whole, uh, you know, you know, Giants stuff's really just kind of, you know, itching at me. Let's do I both. I can fix the Giants. In- you go out and you try and get Troy Aikman out of the booth and you go and you win a Super Bowl with this team. What? Yes. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think we got a little bit of an F bomb there. It's at least got the 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 F U, not the not the part. Uh, and then like I could fix the Giants. And, what are we doing, yo? Loopy on the late night, Chris. Where's C Mac? You ready, C Mac? It's not even after twelve. Loopy on the late night calls. They're, they're starting. They're starting. Uh, let's keep it rolling, Lewis. Out in Brooklyn, back on the fan. What do you think about uh, <laughs> Troy Aikman coming out of the booth? Well, what about Roger Staubach? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, Tony no, Romo. Man. Tony what? Romo can he's come been, out of the booth as well. He's been, he's been drinking that tequila, whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, he was drinking. Uh, he had a Casamigos big shot when I was talking about that 15 minutes ago. Hey. What do you say about Ferguson leaping over the Philadelphia? Man, I love that guy. I just, I just that think he's he, he plays tough, and I like, I liked what he like. He was going at it with Jamal Adams in the Seahawks game, and you know what? I was unsure about him because they moved away from Dalton Schultz, but man, he's a dog. He he plays he's tough. Good. Yeah, he's gonna be an X factor in in this playoffs. I hope and, they keep him. And healthy. I like this. Dado guy, whatever they call him. Rico Dowdle. Yep, I was talking about him when uh, Emmitt Smith was in this building with Zach Gelb talking about how the Dallas Cowboys miss Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm like, nah, bro. They just need another back. They just just need another change of pace back. Like, Tony Pollard isn't a bell cow. He can't carry the ball 20 times a game. You just need another change of pace. And Rico Dowdle might not be, like, as big as... Ezekiel Elliott, but like he's a he's a good change of pace running back. Yeah, and and Dak is playing very good. He's MVP, at the of the MVP year. might be the yeah. first Dallas Cowboys quarterback to win MVP if the Niners you know stumble. What? It, Dak you is right there Tiki for that. And, you know what Tiki and Evans said? I think it was them that said that the two 
the two best teams now are the Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. In the NFC, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I mean. It's a long season. And as the season got longer, the Lions came back down to earth. The Eagles were fraudulent the whole way, barely winning games. And now I think that they're banged up. Who who scares you in the NFC? The the Buccaneers? <laughs> the and top you know, of the South? I forgot no. his name, but the the cornerback that made that great play on and prevented the first down. Stephen Gilmore? Yeah, that was What a, a game from Stephen Gilmore. Stephen Gilmore said that in the beginning of the game, AJ Brown called him old. Don't poke oh, the bear. My. This is a future Hall of Famer. He called him old <laughs> and then he had a chip on his shoulder to prove to AJ Brown I'm old, but I'm still here. I'm still able to play this game. He was on his back. He was. He, 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 he didn't let him get anything. He tackled him. He he that that strip. He stripped the ball from him. He was. He was on him all night. He frustrated him. And I really <laughs> thought that they were going to try and attack Deron Bland with AJ Brown after seeing what DK Metcalf did to him. Nope. Put Stephon Gilmore on him. He he poked the bear and said, and what "Oh, about- you're old." That's I all thought, he needed. I, I thought the nicest play was when Dak was almost sacked and he threw it to the end zone. I think it was Michael Gallup over his shoulder made a great catch. Man, in the I end mean, zone. Dak and Mike McCarthy, I guarantee you, Mike McCarthy's not going anywhere because this is his first year calling plays. Him and Dak spent a lot of time in the offseason connecting, bonding. Like, I remember reading something that they, they would just sit on Dak's porch and talk. So, like, they have developed a relationship. And they have developed a bond in this offense with him calling the plays and Dak being able to run the plays, check the plays. It is way different than Kellen Moore trying to uh, call the offense and have Dak play in his image. It is Mike McCarthy setting them up for success and Dak getting them out of bad decisions that Mike McCarthy makes. He's got full command of the offense. Uh, CeeDee Lamb deserves credit as well for what he's done this year. In the beginning of the year, he was not clicking like this. They got on the same page. And now... There's a thought that if they do end up, you know, the one and two seed and uh, meet in the NFC championship, that I mean, there's some people that think they can beat the Niners. I'm not there yet. The Niners have bounced them back-to-back years. I just think the Niners yeah. are a powerhouse. So, Keith, get Jackson ready for the parade. Nah, my son is not a <laughs> Dallas fan. He's just... I, I, I'm not I'm not putting that evil on him, Ricky Bobby. I'm not putting... I, I, I chose this. Uh, you know, I'm not putting that on him. Thanks for the call, Lewis. And, and hopefully the Dallas Cowboys fans that are out there feel some relief that they're not frauds. They could have lost to the Seahawks on Thursday night football. They could have lost to the Eagles in Jerry World. No, they're winning. They're 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 figuring it out. They're 10-3. and three. Will they have a better record than 12-5 and five this year? Maybe. Maybe. There are more tests on the way. The Bills, you got to go up to Orchard Park. You got to beat Josh Allen and the Bills. It could definitely be done. Miami Dolphins on Christmas Eve, that's the fraud bowl right there. Who's more fraudulent? I think the Dolphins are more fraudulent, especially after what we saw uh, last night. The Lions, you got to go and make sure that the Lions, you know, don't get any type of, no. And and that's pretty much it. I, I mean, I forget the rest of the schedule. I think that's pretty much it for the Dallas Cowboys. So hold on, folks. Dallas Cowboys fans in this area, Dallas Cowboys fans listening in New York, I know there's a ton of you because I see you guys take over the stadium. Did I hear Tiki Barber say that Giants Stadium was half Packers, half Giants fans last night? I mean, you could hear the Packers fans. They thought they had when they were chanting, go Pack, go, and they got silenced. <laughs> Good job, Tommy.
Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutler. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. This happened. Back. Not for long. I mean, this show will be over in like 25 minutes. C-Mac is in here warming up. He'll take you through the overnight. I mean, Loopy on the late night calls have already started. Keith McPherson on the fan, KM to AM. I appreciate everybody that's still on hold, calling, uh, tweeting at me, at Keith McPherson, people that called in tonight. Let's try and get through the rest of the calls as fast as we can. Uh, the only thing I wanted to add was I don't think I mentioned Justin Herbert being out for the season. You probably saw that news. Uh, obviously, if you watch the NFL over the weekend, he was out and he's had a, a finger injury that he's tried to play through. And now the Chargers playoff chances are done. So they shut him down for the season. You know, remember they came here and beat the Jets. We were, we were sure the Jets were beat. I think he's still there. It's given so, so, hey, I just want to say, man, Um, as far as like with the Yanks, I think that we're on track. I'm real hyped about it. Really excited. But um, I just feel like we need something like the the Yamoto. We need another pitcher. But there's something that we're not speaking about. We need a real closer, man. Like, hopefully Hater or something like that. Yeah, there was rumors about Jordan Hicks, maybe Hater. There's now rumors about Corbin Burns being traded for or Tyler Glass. Now I don't know. I I I'm gonna believe it when I see it. When I saw the um the Yamasoto stuff, I'm like, no way we get both. We got half. I'm cool with half. If they get Yamamoto, that's crazy. So it, it'll play out soon enough. I'm just, I'm just hyped for the season. Let's go, man. Me Let's too. Go. It's like the Yankees are back. The, that one player does change the whole feel in the lineup. Thanks for the call, Hector. But don't stop there. We do need more. You do need more pitching. You have sent away pitching prospects the last three years. You do need pitching. You need someone else in this rotation, and we can always use somebody else in the bullpen. Uh, I, I don't think they're done. I, I mean, obviously, there's more. My guy Josh and Paseg back on the fan. What's up, Josh? Good, Keith. How are you? You know, I'm hanging out. So first, do you think with the Cowboys, do you think the game versus the Niners has anything to do with now? Or do you think the same thing would happen right now? Or do you think the Cowboys have turned the corner that they could really be competitive? With the so here's the thing. They've played, the, the Cowboys and Niners have played close games in the playoffs. That regular season game was an ass whooping. It wasn't close. 
I don't think that if they meet in the playoffs, the 49ers absolutely dominate them again. It was so many weeks ago. But I, I there is something to a team just having your number and a team feeling like they own you. When George Kittle is in the end zone pulling his jersey up and he's got a shirt that says F Dallas, and then after the game, you got the Dallas Cowboys pouting about it. Like, oh, like there's something there. So third time could be a charm. It's hard to beat a team three years in a row. Uh, but I don't want I don't I just don't want that fate, man. As a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, I do not want to get into the postseason again, be in the playoffs and be knocked out by Debo Samuel. No, no. I just I'd rather them I'd rather it shake out some other way. Maybe somebody else knocks the Niners off. And on the Niners note with Brock Purdy, I don't I don't understand why people are like Oh, he's not a proven quarterback because when Devo Samuel and Trent Williams are out, right? How has Patrick Mahomes looked at that Tyree Kill last few years? Are you going to start saying, oh, Patrick Mahomes really isn't a great quarterback because he, uh, he can't play well without I mean, his- he was also concussed, and that happens. You know, right after that Dallas win, they went on to lose three straight games. It's survival of the healthiest. Like, they lost Trent Williams, who's arguably the best offensive lineman in the game. Go I mean, look up the podcast the with side of McCaffrey. Say that again? So the whole game, they're running to the left side of McCaffrey, and he ended up having, what, 10 yards of carry? Yeah, they, I mean, I, I don't know. They're stacked. They have great players on offense, defense. Trent Williams, to me, the silverback gorilla, he's one of the best in the game. I watched the podcast um, Trent Williams and the other defensive lineman on their team. I'm trying to find it right now. And it was such a good podcast for football players and NFL fans. It's uh, under Title League, um, and I can't think of this guy that he's he's doing the podcast with. Let's see, 49ers, Trent Williams. I don't know, I'm blanking on the name, but it's a good podcast. I'll figure out the name of the guy. What else you got, Josh? First of all, I just want to say I can't wait for next week. I mean, the NFL is king. Can you imagine the Niners-Ravens, Monday Night Football, the two Super Bowl favorites? How the NFL gets this in? I don't even know how. I mean, that might be the game of the year. It might be the game of the year. It might be a Super Bowl preview. Something's got to give. I think the Niners beat them. But, but like, we got to watch. We don't know. Eric Armstead's podcast. So, just look up Trent Williams' Eric Armstead podcast. They they talk about so many great football things, NFL things. I really enjoyed that. But, yeah, that's coming up. So, the Niners, they got the Cardinals this, this week who they should beat. Then they got the Ravens. Then they've got... Um, the Commanders, I think they're pretty much, and then the Rams, they got, they're pretty much smooth sailing. I don't think they lose another game. Maybe the Ravens trip them up, and then Dallas has the Bills and the Lions and the Dolphins and the Commanders. They could win all those games, but they also could lose two of those games too. I think there's a real good chance the Cowboys end up twelve and five again. I think there's a chance that they lose. They could lose in, in Orchard Park to the Bills. I don't think they'll lose to the Lions, but they could definitely go to Miami and lose to. Um, the Dolphins, if Tyreek isn't healthy and, and or if Tyreek is healthy and they, you know, they, I don't know, we'll see. That's why we watch the games. We don't know. I thought the Giants were going to lose to the Packers. I thought the Giants were going to lose to the Texans. That's why we watch. That's why we speculate. That's why we bet. And on the Giants, I, mean, I was so upset. Last week, my father, was, um, he said, oh, yeah, we're all going to the game. And yes, he wanted to go. And I said, nah, I'm not down to go to 30 degrees. Go, I'm sit high up and watch the Giants lose 20 to 6. Whole family <laughs> went. They all go home, sing like a Dalian song, Tommy yep. Cutlets, and like, oh, I should have gone. It's great. And yeah. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I realize I don't want them to tank. I thought that's what I wanted, no. but I like seeing them win games. It was a moment. Enjoy it. People are enjoying this. Giants fans, 
did not see this coming. It's it's a great story. It's a great feel. You got to enjoy it. Thanks for the call, Josh. Yeah, if, if you get the chance to go to the game, I forget who it was who called me and said that they had the option to go to the Giants game, but they would have been missing their son's Pop Warner football game or something like that. And I'm like, oh, you got to go watch your son play. And then the son gave him permission to go see Tommy Cutlass play, and then they go to Giants Stadium and watch uh, Brian Dable beat Bill Belichick and the, the the Giants win, and you'll you'll remember that for a long time. Let's go to Long Island. Samuel, what's up, man? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith, what's up? You know, bringing it home. Um, so I wanted to know theoretically if uh, if Danny if Tommy DeVito leads the Giants to the playoffs this year. Um, what do you think would happen with the quarterback situation next year and, and Daniel Jones' hefty contract? I think Tommy DeVito has the upper hand, assuming he's healthy and he doesn't yeah. have to rehab. I think he'll be doing yeah. all the offseason work and, and, you know, he's the guy. But then I still think it's an open competition and iron sharpens iron. You want competition and you want to have multiple quarterbacks in this league. I think the whole league knows going forward, man, we need two, three guys. I think Tommy will have the upper hand. We'll see how Daniel Jones progresses. But I do think even if they don't draft a quarterback in the first round, they're picking somebody. They're, they're bringing some some young quarterback in here. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, nobody knows the future. We can guess. We can speculate. I think my message tonight is this is the best story we've had football-wise all year. Not Aaron Rodgers. That was a complete dud. Uh, not the Jets' 85 Bears defense. And them ending their playoff drought Super Bowl, you know, not the Giants uh, building off of last year and Daniel Jones. I was I was convinced Daniel Jones was going for 20, 25 touchdowns this year. Nope. Nope. Saquon Barkley, is he going to hold out? Franchise tag? They got to pay him. Well, I, I think Tommy DeVito coming out of nowhere and being the story of the season is great and it's not over. But I just wouldn't get too far ahead of myself over four games. Um, three wins against teams that a bunch of teams beat this year. Not taking anything away from that kid because not, nothing was expected of that kid. But that's the whole line of thought that I had tonight. With with no expectations, no pressure, it's a little bit easier to do great things. You, you know, So many people want to discard Daniel Jones. Well, he had all the pressure on him. He's got to prove that contract that he earned. He's got to go out there and win. He's got to lead the Giants back to the playoffs with a shaky offensive line and no Saquon and Darren Waller not being what they thought he was and a defense that hadn't come along the way that they have come along now this late in the season. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Three days off and then a five-hour sprint, KM to AM. I got less than 10 minutes left. Thanks for listening again. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for spending your Tuesday night, whether you spent five minutes or five hours. I appreciate it. C-Mac is coming up next. Uh, let's take these last couple calls and close the show, close the night. It will be Wednesday pretty soon. And, I mean, we're getting close, folks. We're in that two-week window where you know Christmas is coming and people start to care less and less about everything else, all of a sudden people are going to start uh, taking days off, coming to work late, leaving work early. Uh, someone's got a doctor's appointment. Someone's coming up sick. Someone's coming up missing. And 
and you should enjoy the time with your family and your friends. It's the most wonderful time. All of that. I'm I'm excited for the uh, the holiday coming up. My first one as a dad. My first one uh, with a baby. It's going to be interesting flipping that script. I've I've been a, a kid. I've been a child. I've you know spent my last uh, three decades of Christmases thinking about you know well not thinking about what I'm going to get, but thinking about you know being a a kid on Christmas and uh, you know where my mom is and where the family. Now it's it's uh, starting to be reversed, and I, I kind of like that. I like the feeling of like, all right, I'm not going anywhere for Christmas. If you guys uh, want to see me, you come up to visit me. You come up and visit my baby. You come up and visit my son, and, and I'm blessed. My son is cute. He's strong. He's big, and he's a center of attention. I'm uh I'm second fiddle. I'm like I gotta hang out with this cute guy all the time. I gotta bring this guy around. I'm chopped liver to my guy, so yeah, look out for him. I don't really post them too much because people are wild on the internet. They'll say anything about your kid. They, you know, take screenshots of your kid and do. I'm keeping my kid off the internet. But Jackson McPherson on the way. You can give it about 10, 15 years. I'm working on him. All right, let's take these calls and wrap things up. Miriam in Forest Hills on the fan. This is Bruins Week. I know. Only the Devils can beat the Bruins. I know. Tomorrow, I want to go to the game, but I'll be on the fan from 6.30 oh. to 8.50. Oh, oh. Well, the Islanders and the Rangers are only six parts, points apart, mm. and the Bruins are going to catch up to everybody, so you better watch it. Ah, I don't fear them, especially after they fell flat on their faces last year. We'll see. They're so big oh, yeah. and bad, big, bad Bruins. Let's see. Let's see what they do against the Devils at the Rock. Uh, uh, hopefully. And you better put Vitek Vanacek in goal because Akira Smith lost bad to Edmonton. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, but, the thing about the Devils goalies, it's been pretty consistent. Uh, they they need an actual goalie. Everyone says, yeah, one I know. night is good, one night is bad. You got to pull this guy. You got this guy doesn't have a great night. Whatever. It's a two man right. operation right now. You just it's flip a coin. You know, hope for the best. Well, you'll see. It's like I said. It everybody gets to play the Bruins. First the Devils, then the Rangers, and the Islanders, and see what happens. Yeah, good luck to your Hopefully. Isles. Good luck to your Isles. You saw the guys were at the uh, Islanders game. Uh, the yeah, we was all right there. last night, huh? We beat Toronto. Yeah. How do you feel about fandom? Like, if you're an Islanders fan, oh, can, yeah. you, can you not wear a Rangers jersey? If no. You can't cross over that way? You no, can't be no, a, no. You can't never. do both. No, never have, never will. <laughs> Are you kidding me? In summers, you used to have arguments all the time. Yeah, you can't be both a Rangers fan and an Islanders no, fan. No, no, no. Uh, word on the street is, uh, you know, people aren't feeling that. But some people say you can. Some people say it's no, perfectly fine. Not me. I mean, I'm wearing a Devils jacket in here as we speak. I don't plan on putting uh, any other hockey teams on. That's all right. The Devils hey, got that's me. Good. But that's how I can understand, you know. The Islanders rolling out the red carpet. The sweet is hard to say no. That's what the Devils do for me, so... Hey, listen, I've been to lots of Islanders games. It was lots of fun. It was really fun. Yeah, it's just so far from it. my crib. I'll go there one day, but I, I don't want to have to drive. Because I'm trying to drink. I'm not trying to have That's a long drive for me to drive back to Jersey from UBS Arena after no, I've had I can't. I need help doing nah. it, you know. I yeah. need help, but I had a lot of fun when they played at the Coliseum, and uh, hopefully one day I can afford it. It's expensive. Yeah, and the, the stadium expensive. series is getting closer and closer. We're about yeah, two months yeah. away now. Yeah, I'm waiting. <laughs> check out in last of the month. Check out the junior tournament from December 26th oh, yeah. to January 5th. 
the junior hockey tournament to see who's going to be future hockey players. I will. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up. Thanks for the call, Miriam. Go Isles, but like not like that. I'm not an Islanders fan. I'm a, I'm a whole Devils fan for three years now. And sorry for my friends that are Rangers fans that are like, bro, you chose too soon. Not too late to still become a Rangers fan. It is. It is. But like I say, let people enjoy things. Be a fan of what you want to be a fan of. Or, you know, don't let don't be a don't be a prisoner to your fandom. I am. And that's just my fandom thing. I'm loyal to myself. I'm not necessarily loyal to the teams or whatever. Like you know, I'm loyal to my younger self and uh I just I've been a fan of the teams that I'm a fan of, but I think it's funny how you guys all get at Sal <laughs> for literally doing business, going over there and you know, the owner treating them well and uh, you know, Sal wearing Islanders gear. I remember last year when Sal was doing the overnights. And he was coming in here with this fresh Islanders gear. I'm like, where'd you hell, where the hell did you get that? And he's like, bro, like I, I can go to the stadium, uh, be in the owner's box, take my pick of the team store. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to say no to that. But you know you're going to have to hear from him. Fam, I'm listening to BT Saturday. <laughs> there was one call right before the end. He said something about Times Square before they cleaned it up. I was I, like, I almost, almost dropped my phone. I'm like, whoa, why? Dave in Belleville, what's up, man? You're on the fan. How you doing, Keith? I'm good. Uh, what's, what's funny, I'm your fellow Cowboy fan, but what's funny is I actually grew up in Cedar Grove. Oh, uh, do you know the where... DeVito family? Are you familiar with that? I, I do not know. Uh, oh, okay. But, but that's what you're other... about to say. Well, well, that would be pretty strange. But uh, the um, why, is he, he's lived there his whole life? I, I don't, I haven't. Like I don't, looked into it. I don't he didn't know if he lived. High school. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, David uh, Ninjoku, the receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. He's from Cedar Grove, and he actually went to Cedar Grove High School. Oh, he actually I, was I like a. I didn't know that about Ninjoku. I don't even know. Who Cedar Grove? Who? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the little really? Town, that's a county. It's so funny. No, I, di- I didn't yeah. know that's where Rodgers hides. He's very secretive yeah, exactly. about all it's that. Very, I guess if you're in the little click, <laughs> you know that information. Yeah, Cedar Grove, New Jersey. I didn't know David Njoku was from Cedar yeah, Grove had, at all. He had a real good year. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. Him and Flacco got something going on. Look out for the Cleveland Browns. Thanks for the call, yeah. Dave. Let's go to Willis in West Milford, New Jersey. Last call of the night. What's up, Keith? How What's you up? Doing, I'm good. Can't complain. Another show in the books. Yeah, uh, I just want to say you're the, you're the best guy on on this station. I always listen to you more than anyone else. Nah, I but, think we all have our fans and our haters. I appreciate you saying it on air for other people to hear. Uh, but <laughs> none of us get unanimous love. I listen to the station all day. I read all the stuff online. I'm like, nobody here gets unanimous love. That's part of it. But thank you for that, Willis. Uh, I hear it. I hear it. Um, so for the Yankees, I'm pumped up about Soto, but I want more. I mean, this this ain't enough. I want to get Josh Hader. I want Yamamoto. I want an, another starter. It, it's not enough. We still need more if we want to win a championship. We're, You're 100% not... correct. And now I just said we're in that less than two weeks window to Christmas. I mean, after this week, I don't expect them to be making any moves. I think this week is Yamamoto week for them. Yamamoto said he's going to decide the week before Christmas, so next week. But, like, if they miss out on Yamamoto, they better have something else. They better have another trade or another signing or move to be like, all right, boom, these are these are the moves we made before Christmas. Verdugo is cool or whatever. Trent Grisham, all right. Juan Soto, yeah, but, you know, 
got to do more. Like you said, if we think we're contending, we're trying to go back to the World Series, the Yankees are actually back, don't stop. Don't rest now. Absolutely. I mean, Blake Snell, I'll take Blake Snell if they don't get Yamamoto. Yeah, I don't think he'll work here. Thanks for the call, Willis. I don't think Blake Snell will work in New York. I don't think he's a New York type of guy. We'll talk about that another time. I got a quick uh, bridge show coming up tomorrow. Not even a bridge show. It's like two hours. Not a Lou Gower. Maybe a two-hour Lou Gower. Well, I can't do a Lou Gower. That's not my last name. Shout out to Lou though. C-Max coming up next. He's got a five-hour show for you. Call his show. Try not to be too loopy. Don't hate on the boy. He's just doing his thing. Keep McPherson on the fan. That's all I've got. KM to AM. Another five-hour sprint. Like uh, 400-meter dash. Less than 55 seconds, I would say. Thank you, everybody. I'm out of here. Stay tuned. Chris McMonagle on the fan. Coming up right now. Sports Radio 101.9 We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.